Brave Podcast Network. Sick of being stuck and uninspired and living in fear? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Get Your Brave On podcast, because I was looking for something that wasn't a push alert on my phone or a negative news story to start my day. Get Your Brave On is a podcast you can listen to while you're getting ready in the morning, brushing your teeth or putting your makeup on or getting your cardio in. Get exactly the motivation and inspiration you need to silence fear and do one brave thing a day. Make sure that you follow so you don't miss an episode. We start the week off with a topic, an inspiration. Then the next episode is a prayer about that. The third episode of the week, a faith-based meditation. The rest of the week includes stories from listeners just like you on how you're facing fear and getting your brave on. Share yours at 530-4-AMANDA. And I bring you experts to give you advice on how to silence fear when it comes to your faith, family, finances, fitness, and we even get to have some fun. Don't miss an episode. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and I'll send you my free Brave Life Planner. Another thing you can start your day with instead of negative news. It is a specific plan to boot up your bravery and set your mind on the right things, the good things. And then a daily planner to help you choose one brave thing a day. If you use this every day for 30 days, that's 30 brave things things you've done in a month. Just think of how brave you will be by the end of the year. 365% more brave. Sign up at getyourbraveon.info and make sure you follow the podcast. So glad you're here. Protecting your peace. That's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the Get Your Brave On podcast. Episode 33 already. Three ways that you can protect your peace. Every episode of the Get Your Brave On podcast is a lesson on how to silence fear. This is something that I'm not an expert at. This is something that I'm learning how to do. This is something that I'm working on. And this is one of the strategies that I'm employing right now and that you can too. I also have a very special guest for this podcast. My mom. My mom is here. My mom is visiting. And I thought, you know what? Why not record an episode with the woman that has taught me so much about my faith? Because so much of the stuff that you hear on this podcast is originally inspired by my mom. So mom, we're talking about how to have peace in the midst of plot twists. I think you know something about that. I know a lot about plot twists. <laughs> and I have been able to find peace within them, without them. And it's a wonderful thing. Good. Awesome. Okay. So what we're talking about is what I was looking at this morning. So, um, Mom, okay if I go into what your plot twist has been about lately? Most recent most recent plot twist, yes. Yeah, so my mom um, raised me as a single mom for several years, married, went through divorce, single motherhood, and then remarried, and we did a whole blended family thing, and just recently lost my stepdad, her husband, um, after how long were you guys married? Like We were married for 30 years. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long time. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So she's looking for ways to find peace during this plot twist, and, and it's hard. And the HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. 
Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Um, I've seen you go through it, and I'm, I'm thankful because I don't know if you realize this, but I think a lot about bravery is contagious. And when I see you going through this plot twist, that gives me courage to go through the plot twist that I'm going through because I see you continuing and moving forward. Um, what do you think that is? How, how are you, how do you do that? Well, some days I do it better than others. Yeah. And that's, that's what everybody needs to realize. Some days are better than others during your plot twist. Um, I literally, I have to get up every day. I do my quiet time and I move forward with my day, whatever it is. I may make a list during the day that are just mundane things, but guess what? If I get that list done, Mm -hmm. if I get that list done, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And then some days there are bigger items on my to-do list. Like the first time I took a trip by myself. And that was very recently. Um, And then I took another trip. And that's the one I'm on right now. (laughs) (laughs) So just... That's that's a part of what we've talked about on the podcast before of just doing 1% more every single day. So much about get your brave on is not being a superhuman. It's just teaching yourself the habit of bravery. And you can teach yourself, you know, for my mom, it's traveling by herself all of a sudden. For so many of us, it's so many different things. So if we could just do one more, 1% more every time, you get braver and braver and braver. Like your first trip was a car trip to go see some friends. It was just a short drive. And then this trip, just not that much longer after, a week after is getting on a plane and coming across the country from Indiana to California. So that's really awesome. Thank you. You know, I'm proud of myself for doing that because, I mean, I pushed myself, but I didn't have to push very hard because in my sort of fresh start of life, which this plot twist has pushed me into, I've realized that I need to get out there and I need to do things. I need to see people, love people, and find joy in doing that. Good. Good. Okay. And finding joy is one of the secrets. So going back to, this is what I read this morning. This is why I love podcasting. It's so personal. About reaching out to Jesus and looking for peace. Because experiencing peace in your plot twist, I know probably is a great desire and it might feel like it's elusive, but it's not. So how do you find it? I've got three ideas for how you can find peace in the middle of whatever plot twist you're going through right now. And it comes from, I love this. It's uh, Luke, Luke chapter, is it chapter nine? Yes. Chapter nine. Um, it's about when there was this woman said she was bleeding. I imagine she was having her cycle constantly and she was bleeding and had used all of her finances to stop the bleeding and she never could. And she heard about this man, Jesus, and she heard that he was healing people. So she went out to him and she reached out for healing. He didn't even realize she was behind him and she just reached out and she touched his robe. And then Jesus says, what was that? 
something like this is the Amanda paraphrase. And she was healed just because of her faith. And Jesus says in verse 48, after this happened, well, let's go back to verse 47. And when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came up trembling and falling down before him. She declared in the presence of the people for what reason she had touched him and how he had and how she had been instantly cured. And here's what Jesus said to her. And this is what I want you to remember today. Daughter, your faith, your confidence and trust in me has made you well. Go, enter into peace, untroubled, undisturbed, well-being. Mm. So daughter, this is the amplified version of the Bible. And why I love it, it's got some extra words you probably have noticed. And what I love most about it is because each word is a definition of the original Greek word used in the text. So it gives you a deeper understanding of the message. Other translations, I'm not knocking any translations, but I guess I just need extra words. <laughs> Other translations, they, they choose a one word definition of the Greek word, and this uses multiple. So I feel like it gives it more texture and understanding for me. So when it says, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith, your confidence, and trust in me has made you well. Go enter into peace. There are three lessons in there about how to have peace in the midst of a plot twist. First, I love it that he called her daughter. I love it how Jesus called that woman daughter. I mean, what a loving, intimate term when you think about it. I mean, I think of myself as God's daughter. I think we call ourselves God's daughter. Yes, daughters of God. But um, I don't always think of me as Jesus calling me daughter. Oh, I, I don't, do. Do you? I do. I haven't thought about it like that before. And I thought, well, what a, what a loving term. And uh, like knowing that you are the daughter of Jesus, and that's how he declares that over you. Not just, I'm a daughter of God, but just hearing him call her that, hearing him call you that should bring you comfort, that we can have such confidence and trust in him because he calls us that way. I think I've craved that, you know, in the many interesting father relationships from a dad I didn't really live with. And then a stepdad, you know, I always craved being someone's daughter and being declared a daughter. And you did too. I mean, you know, I am a third generation single mom. My mother, you lost your dad when you were a little girl. Did you crave that feeling of being called daughter? Does that mean, does that extra special to you too? Oh, it, it almost makes me cry to think about it. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I craved it. I, I, I received some of that confirmation of that feeling of being a daughter yeah. from an uncle of mine. And so therefore I was devoted to him simply because, I mean, I felt like he felt like I was maybe a daughter that he never had. Yeah. So I got that feeling from him, but I still crave being a daughter. Being called daughter. That's right. There's a lot of confidence that comes in that. So that's where this text comes from. So the first lesson on experiencing peace, no matter what a, what kind of plot twist you're going through, is from all things a baseball movie. It's from <laughs> the movie, I don't know if you remember this movie, The Love of the Game with Kevin Costner and Kelly Preston. 
And in the beginning of the movie, he's a pitcher. He's pitching his last game. And one of the tactics he uses to be able to focus is he says, clear the mechanism. When he's on the mound and the crowd's yelling at him and the crowd's cheering, saying all kinds of vulgar things and critical things about him, he goes, clear the mechanism. And the crowd like fades, like he can't see it and it's silenced. So I think that's one of the things we can use when our mind is full of uh, of criticism, self-criticism is what I struggle with, when we can't focus, when all we can think about is the other stuff going on, the stuff that's distracting us. If you just say, clear the mechanism and just imagine everything fading in the background mm-hmm. and then being able to focus. I think that is our first, first lesson. That's the first thing you got to do. And my mom and I just did it in my living room. The way I do that is in the mornings, I am quiet. I put music on and I talk to God. I write down the things that I'm grateful for. And I just open up my Bible, see whatever I can read, keep looking for something that's encouraging. And then I pray. And that is my way of clearing the mechanism of the news of everything else that I have to do today, the first thing I do is that. And I think when you're going through a plot twist, when you're going through loss, when you're going through grief, that I feel is one of the first most important things you can do is to set your mind on the good before you encounter anything else. I think, Mom, you taught me that. Is that what you do? Well, yes. I kind of call it... Um, you call it clearing the mechanism. I call it getting rid of the shoulds because there's so many things around us. So many, many people around us, so much pressure on us that all of a sudden our hearts and minds are, are filled with, I should do this. I should do that. They want me to do that. So we have to clear all that out to hear God's voice, to hear what he has to say to us. And for me, that is how I center myself. I have that quiet time every morning. Call it a ritual if you want, but that is what I do every single day. Mm-hmm. And then I can move forward throughout my day. God may speak to me. I may get something, receive something from that meditation at the time of the meditation or through being grateful throughout my day, praying, I may receive something that I know is from God. Okay. Okay. Um, so the second way we can have peace in the midst of a plot twist, I wrote it down, looking in my journal here right now, <laughs> is just like that woman. What was it that she did that got her healed? She just reached out. She reached out to Jesus. She decided. She made the decision. I think so often we reach out to everybody else first. <laughs> we, I, and I, I reach out to my mom. You reach out to you, wise people. That's a good thing. In your midst of the plot twist, you call everybody. And sometimes, yeah, I wish we could just pick up the phone and call Jesus and text him. But the first thing is to say, I'm, 
um, imagine yourself if you can during that time where you're spending time with God in the morning, please just give yourself 10 minutes and then say, Jesus, I'm reaching out, I'm touching your robe. I need you to heal me. Almost like you're, you're visualizing yourself reaching out because that's really all it took was her willingness to reach out and her willingness to just have faith that he could heal her. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. It was just the decision to reach. Do you have a time, mom, when you have made that decision to reach out to Jesus to ask for help that it's worked, it's paid off? I think a better question for me would be, how many times a day do you reach out to Jesus for an answer, for inspiration, for his wisdom? And and I literally do that um, around the corner from my entry to the garage. I have an image on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I literally reach out and touch that image. And and I I thank Jesus for being part of my life, for being inside me, giving me the wisdom that I need to make it through each and every day, each and every plot twist. Is it a picture of Jesus? What is it? It's a picture of Jesus. <laughs> yes. You picked it out for me. Did you did. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I, I will reach up to him and touch the frame and say, I love you, Jesus, which brings tears to my eyes right now. I can't. I can't yeah. tell you how important it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No. <laughs> so how many, so just constant reaching out to him. Right. I like that. And going back to that verse, this is the third way that you can have peace in the midst of your plot twist. At the end of Luke nine forty eight, um, Jesus said to the woman after she reached out, well, first he said it was your faith, your confidence and trust in me that has made you well. It says we're reaching out to Jesus, believing that he can help. I think that reach out is an act of faith. Mm-hmm. Then what Jesus said was, go, enter into peace. And I hadn't really thought about it that way as if we, I think I've always thought that peace is just something elusive, that's something that happens to us, you know, or like it's a gift that we beg God for. But when I realized this, just like you're making the decision to reach out to Jesus, is you make the decision almost like it's this big wooden door, I imagined, and that you open it and you're entering into God's presence and you're, you're choosing to enter into his peace. And then it went on to say, um, in the parentheses of this verse, in the amplified version of how they translate that word peace, said, go, enter into peace, untroubled, undisturbed, well-being. So meaning that those are three other words that in the original text, the word that they translated meant. Am I making sense? Untroubled. Say it again. Untroubled, undisturbed, well-being. Okay. 
That's what we should enter into. Isn't that what we all want? So I just did a little um, searching around, and I saw that. So let's look at un, untroubled. What is untroubled? Not feeling, showing, or afflicted by anxiety or problems. I think that's fair, yes. So that that's the gift that Jesus gives us when we reach out to him and enter into his peace. When we open up that door, is that we are untroubled. We're not affected by our anxiety or our problems. And we are undisturbed. Tranquility. Yes. Is the word that was also another another meaning for that. So we get to experience tranquility and well-being. The state of being comfortable and happy. So when you decide to quiet the mechanism, give yourself time with Jesus. You reach out to him and ask him for help. You, then you enter the door of peace and you choose it. This is your reward. You are not affected by your plot twist, your problems going on right now. You experience tranquility and you are in the state of being comfortable and happy. Personally, that is where I want to live. And I, it's hard. It doesn't just happen. But if you truly want peace, I feel like these are the three things, very easy, simple things you can do every single day to experience more of it. Because this is how Jesus wants his daughters to feel. He wants you, his daughter, to reach out and enter into peace. He wants you to be unaffected by problems. He wants you to experience tranquility. He wants you to be comfortable and happy. And mom, I think this is how, especially right now, this is how the people that claim to serve Jesus should be walking around acting like. Yes. Because if we are the one if we are the ones that are comfortable and happy, not affected by anxiety or problems, and in a tranquil state, then that's the way we change the world, I think. Isn't that what all of us want for the world right now? I'm Tony DeLorenzo, and this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. Hey there. We're hosts of the top-rated marriage podcast, The One Extraordinary Marriage Show. This is the show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. Each episode, we share what you can do to create the extraordinary marriage you desire. With over 700 episodes, like Information Overload and Sex Pillows and Wedges, there's something for you. Come join us as we talk sex, love, and commitment. Subscribe to The One Extraordinary Marriage Show today, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. Absolutely it is. And can I tell you a, just a short story? Please. Okay. So about two weeks ago, um, in one of my private times, quiet times, God told me, go. And so I just, I was leafing through my journal here to see mm-hmm. if I could find that page. And I just wrote really big on the page, go, yeah. which is what perpetuated me to plan my trips the way I have and I have another trip coming up in December okay now also 
on a Saturday morning after I saw my grandson play basketball, I guess that's what he called it, <laughs> um, it was a beautiful surprise snow, and I was instantly in the Christmas spirit. And that morning, God told me to take my joy, take my happy face, smile, and go and be around other people. So I took my smiling face, and I went Christmas shopping. I collected at least one new friend during my shopping experiences. But so many people, their responses, we, we take our, our happiness and our joyfulness out there, which is what God wants us to do, whether it's a smile or a kind word. For me, on that Saturday, it was a smile. And other people, they feel your energy. They respond. They respond in a positive way. And I think that's a wonderful way to show God's love to the world. What do you mean? To be happy, to be joyful. That, and, and that is all you really need to do. Yes, sometimes you give that kind word. You tell people how you have the joy, why you have the joy. And may I tell you another side story with that? Is it the baseball story? It's the baseball That's story. That's what I wanted you to tell. Okay, it's the baseball story. Yes. How did you know I was going to tell that? Because it's perfect for this podcast. Cause oh, this my gosh. Is, we're a baseball family. Yeah. I was sitting in a Cub game a long time ago with my husband and I'm going to say our young son. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there feeling, I don't know, anxious feeling stressed Mm -hmm. and this lady about two rows ahead of me and two rows down she was just bubbling over with happiness and joy and I just could not take my eyes off of her Mm -hmm. she was absolutely full of joy Mm -hmm. and I've been a Christian for a long time and I recognized her joy And I could, you know, I just had to pursue why this woman was so joyful. And here I was feeling really down, call it a plot twist, or just frustration. Mm -hmm. And so I scooted down a couple seats, and I tapped her on the shoulder. I said, can you please tell me where your joy comes from? And she said, from the love of Jesus. And there wasn't much more to the conversation than that. And it, it turned my day around. It made me help appreciate not only her, but of course my son and my husband as well. And I have never forgotten it, and I don't think I ever will. That's a beautiful baseball story. <laughs> I mean, she was just the picture of God's joy. And she, I think in my mind, in my heart, she always will be. I don't even know her name, but she was joyful, and I appreciated her joy, and it caused me to have joy and remember where my joy comes from. Uh, and that was a big cha- turning point for you, wasn't it? Oh, it was a big turning point for me. Yes, it was, because I appreciated so much more. Those around me, my home, I was so thankful for what God has provided for me. Mm-hmm. And I still am. Right. I, I just think that's the secret. 
Um, and I, I admit I haven't always been great at it. And I want to be better at having people notice my peace and notice my joy, yes. no matter what's happening around me. And not be known for ever judging or criticizing people. And I feel like I've done that in the past because that was like the culture that we grew up in. I And it was like, it, it was all a, a faith based on behaviors and just do people's behaviors match what I think they should be doing. And I just, I don't want to be that kind of Christian anymore. I want to be that kind of Christian that loves everyone like Jesus, more like him, more like um, an instrument of peace, no matter what I agree with or disagree with the way somebody else is living their lives, but just loving them for where they're at and who they are and who God created them to be. Did that make any sense? Absolutely. I feel like I'm rambling <laughs> after that. Yeah. You want to be a Cub fan. <laughs> yeah. You want to be that, yeah. that, Christmas shopper that her whole goal in Christmas shopping is to spread joy, mm -hmm. to show her smile, mm -hmm. to put others in a place of happiness and feeling the joy of God. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Mom. I'm so glad you just went right into that baseball story. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you. If this meant something to you, I'd also really appreciate it if you just sent, shared it with a friend. They liked it. That's how the podcast and the mission of Get Your Brave On goes. And follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. That would be incredible. And um, if you want to go one step further and you really you want daily encouragement, daily brave prayers and meditations and devotions, then sign up to be one of my brave babes. I've got this new account. It's a monthly membership. And you're supporting the mission of Get Your Brave On. Meanwhile, you're getting unlimited access to me, unlimited access to to prayers, meditations, devotions. You can sign up at getyourbraveon.info. It's called Patreon, and there's several different levels, and it, it would mean a lot, and I know it would help you. So check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes. And I also want to say thank you so much to my friends at lifeaudio.com. There's so many great podcasts to help you grow in your faith and devotions and prayers and parenting. Again, check it out at lifeaudio.com. Go get your brave on. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised you and I his peace, and throughout scripture, he has provided powerful truths and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and grow our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com. What was it like to watch the Twin Towers collapse on 9-11? How about to be sent to Auschwitz during the Holocaust? Our past is a collection of stories that bring us to where we are and shape our perspectives. Hi, I'm Josh Cohen, host of the Eyewitness History Podcast. On my show, I interview guests who watch the events that shaped our world. From heartbreaking war stories to hilarious memories from the SNL writer's room, no recollection is off limits. To start listening now for free, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Eyewitness History on the podcast player of your choice.
Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life and how you're silencing fear at 5304-AMANDA. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to amanda at amandacarol.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly, always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was if God was drawing me to really take a look at it. And I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time. I wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.